Achieving Clarity podcast. My name is Ben Morley, an Air Force pilot turned consultant. Each episode, you will hear actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life, personal and professional, to achieve more clarity, purpose, and effectiveness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump in to your daily dose of practical clarity training. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Achieving Clarity Podcast with me, Ben Morley. Great to be with you again in another episode. And today I wanted to share with you what I thought was really interesting from an article done by Blair Braverman, and it's called How to Keep Your Cool No Matter What. And he is talking about dog sledding out in the wilderness, but the lessons here I thought have great ramifications and crossover value to each one of us. When I started dog sledding in 2007, I dreamed of one clean run, a run where nothing went wrong. The sled did not break in half with 14 huskies attached to it, or a blizzard did not close in, or the dogs did not get stuck in a river, or we did not get tangled with any sheep, or any number of disasters that seemed to strike every single time it took the dogs out. I loved the sport, but I was always holding my breath for the next crisis. Because at its core, dog sledding, traveling through sub-zero wilderness by tying yourself to a team of very strong, very manic dogs, is a practice in chaos management. Once, when I told another musher that I did not like adrenaline, he laughed so hard that he almost fell off his sled. One evening last winter, 10 years after I first stepped on the runners, I realized that I could not remember the last time my dog team had encountered a major crisis. Was it possible that I had achieved that legendary clean run? Except, now that I thought of it, we had to cross thin ice just that morning. And two days before, a team of hunting dogs encircled us, hackles up, and as the only human, I had to avert a showdown between them and my terrified huskies. Oh, and last week, my headlamp froze, and I had to drive the sled for 10 miles in moonless woods. The dogs could see fine. I was the one who would crash into trees at 25 miles per hour. And then there was this, and then there was that, and... Well, basically, I had stopped seeing problems, even dangerous ones as disasters and started seeing them as a normal part of travel in deep wilderness. If you spend enough time outdoors, no matter how well you prepare, you are going to encounter a crisis sooner or later. Trust your future self to handle what comes. And when the mud hits the fan, here are some lessons I've learned for keeping a cool head. Number one, there is always a solution. Say this aloud until you believe it, and when you feel discouraged, say it again. If you will tell yourself that you are trapped, then you will be. But you are not trapped. There is a solution. There are probably many. It is just a matter of figuring out the best one. Number two, if you do not have something, you do not need it. You are lost in the woods, it is pouring rain, and you do not have a tarp. Tell yourself, I do not need it. Now, this is, of course, not strictly true, but it will help you to reframe your concept of the situation from wishful thinking into reality. Take stock of what you do have, whether it is equipment or skills. And that is what actually matters in the moment. That is what is going to get you home. And number three, related to number two, is, but always carry the basics. 
The basics will depend on your climate, but for dog sledding, I try to bring a minimum of something warm, something waterproof, snacks, matches, zip ties, and rope. I cannot count how many times I've rigged some sort of a pulley with a rope or, temporarily, fixed a broken sled with zip ties, and now I would never dream of going into the wilderness without them. Be willing to adapt your kit to the situation. When a wolf pack moved into my neck of the north woods and I started seeing wolves on the trail, I started packing an air horn in case I needed to startle my dogs and the wolves out of a confrontation. Number four, know your strength. I like to differentiate between slow motion and high speed problems. Basically, how much time you have to stop and think. If you are falling off a cliff, that is a high speed problem. You have seconds to react and will probably act instinctively. If you are lost on a mountain, that is a slow motion problem. You can take time to reason, to think through different scenarios. Most people are naturally better at one of these or the other, and you can use that to your advantage. If you are better at high speed problems, you can trick yourself into acting quickly rather than becoming paralyzed with options. I'm better at slow motion challenges, so my first goal in a crisis is to pause the problem long enough to breathe and think. Number five, embrace temporary discomfort. The best solution is not always comfortable, but if you are dangerously cold, it is better to change into dry long underwear than to stay in your sleeping bag no matter how much it hurts to expose your skin to the air. If the tide is coming in, it is better to wade now than to swim or drown later. Number six, your stuff will not save you. The more money people spend on gear, the more they tend to rely on it, which is a huge mistake. Trust your senses first and your gear second. If you do not have the skills to go winter camping with three wool sweaters and a lighter, you are not going to be safer with a Canada Goose and a jet boil. Think of fancy gear as a source of comfort or convenience, not insurance. And number seven, learn from what did not happen. After you are home, safe, think back on the experience. Ask yourself what you could have done to prevent problems and how you could have dealt with them more efficiently. Brainstorm solutions to parallel situations. What could you have done if it was raining, or if you had lost your pack or broken your leg? The point is not to beat yourself up, but to make things smoother next time. So, this is all about dog sledding, but as you've been listening, have you thought of other options where this could play into your different scenarios that you've been in or going into? And have you seen where these seven rules can play a part in your life and what you do? I thought that uh, you could see the relevance in your life and what you're doing, because I certainly have with mine. So, as always, best to you. Thank you for listening to the Achieving Clarity podcast. We hope you liked it. To hear more tools and strategies to help you in your personal and professional life, subscribe to our podcast. Thank you again.